We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Pro teams have millions to spend, and they don't always spend them wisely. But when it comes to a great shave, you don't have to shell out tons of cash. Harry's saw customers getting ripped off by the shaving industry with overpriced, underperforming products and decided to do something better. They found their own way to make beautifully designed razors for a fraction of the price of the other big brands, so you never wonder if you overpaid. Harry's shaving products look great, and the weighted handle makes shaving feel great too. I like to keep my beard neat, and Harry's always leaves me with a smooth yet crisp shave. Harry's quality is top-notch, thanks to German-engineered blades made in their own factory that stay sharp longer. You can get a five-blade razor, weighted handle, foaming shave gel, and a travel cover for just three bucks at harrys.com slash bluewire. And Harry's has the highest customer satisfaction in the shaving industry, plus a convenient subscription option that you can cancel at any time. Getting the best doesn't mean spending the most when you shave with Harry's. Get started with a $13 trial set for just $3 at harrys.com slash bluewire. That's harrys.com slash bluewire for a $3 trial set. Welcome to the Pat Mayo Experience presented by DraftKings. PGA Championship, DraftKings picks and preview. Spoiler alert for you, the DraftKings contest for the PME is going to be full very soon. Less than 500 spots remain, so if you want your spot, go get it right now. Over $100,000 of rake-free guaranteed money. In studio with me to break this all down, to get our hands on some of those millions of dollars, a new business owner, small business owner, shipitnation.com. Congratulations, dude. Thank you. Yeah, excited, man. Good first week so far. Appreciate all the support out there. It's been good. Thank you for p- pumping it up, talking about it a little bit, but it's been good. Good good start to the week. And really, golf is just getting started beyond later today with Hoop Free Show on YouTube, 3 p.m. Eastern on the Ship It Nation YouTube channel. So be good. And showdown shows coming to Mayo Media Network featuring you. And hoop. And hoop. And it's the anniversary, Pat. I'm not sure if you remember this. We're going to talk I, I, about it oh, again. Yeah, of course, I don't remember. You don't remember this? Okay, oh, you do remember this. It's it's the Cam Young anniversary, first and second for 125000 PGA Championship, going back with it this year, so it's going to be good. We'll be back for round two and round three on the Mayo Media Network. I like it. So good. if you've been missing Showdown content up on Mayo Media Network, we got you covered. Cut Sweats Live coming at you on Friday afternoon as well. Fingers crossed for it to be the first cut sweat show that we've done in almost a year that we can actually get the cut in 
players rained out masters rained out we don't do it for the open championship because it's too early in the morning yeah. people are at work so no one tunes in all the giveaway winners here in a minute as well but i did want to get to my bets for the week you want to hear some bets that are guaranteed to lose absolutely uh cam smith <laughs> uh is who i have bet okay this week uh, i've wrote most of this up in the newsletter right now as well so i'll have another one that comes out later on today with all the finalized information whether everything you need to know it's completely free to join that's down in the description cam smith 40 to 1 justin thomas 30 to 1 not bad sung like jm 35 to 1 sam burns 55 to 1 those are my four for the week and then my two bombs gary woodland 125 to 1 with eight placings then i had bet keegan earlier at 125 to 1 no placings just outright win i also bet ricky fowler top 20 at plus 230 cam smith for me in the one and done jeff is taking matthew fitzpatrick and cuss has taken dustin johnson trying to go back to back you know win on live last week win pga championship this week for dustin johnson it's pretty cheap when we talk about them later. But yeah, I, I get that one too. The two winners actually this week, 8,800, 8,900 on DraftKings Day and DJ. But we'll see what happens between those two. I like the Fowler Top 20. That's seemingly all he does now. Maybe he does more than that. He's a, a cheap price on DraftKings too. And then I like the JT one. I think that 30 number is pretty nice. I like a lot of the plays that you're on. And it's funny, I think some of them are going to be a little bit under the radar as far as ownership goes when we get to DraftKings. Did you happen to ever... I know you didn't have him, so clearly you don't. But uh, what about Tom Kim when he was at 100 and all that? You never, you never got in on the futures. Why not? I don't know. And, and the more that I've heard about Oak Hill now that the players are on the course, that maybe it's not just bombers. Maybe these fairways are playing super fast. Like, eh, maybe Sounds Tom, a little better, right? Maybe Tom Kim's back in play. Yeah. I'll, I'll like probably it. just use him on DraftKings. It's a good good way to do it. He's only 8,000 under the average. Yeah. There. So we'll, we'll talk about some and, lineups like and, that. And because... no one is using him, so that's very helpful at the same time, too. It feels like no one's using anyone, Pat. Well, I, I can tell you who people are going to use. I mean, we'll, we'll get to that. We do know but that. But, like, if your name's not Tommy Fleetwood in that range, like, you're probably going to... Tommy Fleetwood, Keegan Bradley, Gary Woodland, those guys are going to be super owned. That's how many people are just factoring at the back end of their lineups. And then I think, like, Wyndham Clark, Ricky yeah, Fowler. Yeah, Windy C, yeah. So, yeah. There's some value plays that people are going to. But, again, we'll, we'll talk through it when we get there, I think. Uh, one and done. We had a, a pretty good run last week in the end of it. Uh, we were going to go Adam Scott, I believe, in the end. We pivoted off to see Woo Kim, who came in second. I love it. Adam Scott was still a fine choice. Yeah, he, he did what we thought he would do. Yeah, he showed up in a weak field event. Yeah, I think he ended up making, geez, what was it, $277,000 or something like that. It's, it, it's so weird. It's almost like we shouldn't include these events in the one and none because mm -hmm. the elevated events, like if you use Jason Day, that's great and everything, and you, you won a bunch of money. But he's like really the only guy. Like if you don't pick a winner in one of these non-elevated events, like what's the difference? That's, I think that's the best part of it. I think actually people like this too. They, I've had a lot of people comment on it since the start of the season that that makes this season a little bit more interesting in one and done because you're never really fully out of it until you are. But it, you know, at the beginning at least and through the when you still have six elevated events left or whatever you want to call them, designated events, it's, it's a great spot to be in where you still have an opportunity. Well, we'll talk about one and done in more in depth here in a second but i do want to talk about the weather i'm using the rochester airport it's not like super close to the course but it's the closest wind tower that i could find where i could get the hourly forecast coming through it's gonna be pretty cold thursday morning but the wind is way down all day and it, i mean the high is 60 degrees on thursday so it's not going to be warm for anyone out there now it's warm for me 60 degrees playing golf. Probably not so much from guys coming from Dallas and have been playing in Florida for the past two months. Friday is like the gong show day. It's going to be a lot warmer. Uh, it is a bit colder in the morning, uh, and it does look like the wind peters off a little bit in the afternoon, but it's going to be gusts over 20 miles per hour kind of all day long. 
initial thoughts that I have on this is that AM PM would be a split that I would want to target if I was targeting that way. But I don't think that you need to really. And Saturday, I don't know what's going to happen. It looks like there's rain all night on Friday into Saturday morning. I don't know if that's going to get, sometimes we see that move up. Sometimes we see they get pushed back at the Byron Nelson. Like it eventually started to rain late on Sunday afternoon, but that rain was in the forecast from Friday night into Saturday. They called for rain showers all day Saturday at the Byron Nelson. Never rained once. Yeah. It's almost <laughs> like you said where they, you know, you got to find the guys that just sneak in and make the cut. So they get the best conditions after the rain out comes or whatever that might be. We'll see how the weather plays out on Saturday, but I had to correct them on the internet today, Pat. They said it is Connor, Corey Connors wearing a beanie type weather. He's wearing a toque. He's wearing a toque. He's wearing a toque. He is Canadian. That's correct. So we got him on that, but it definitely does look cold in these mornings. Like I said, maybe not to us so much here, but at least for them, it's definitely going to be cold. That plays into it again, too, talking about all the bomber stuff. Obviously, the bombers in the colder weather, the ball doesn't fly as much. For them, should be. Same, same as the other players, though, as I found out. It, that is the, correct. The shorter hitters, their ball also goes shorter. It does apply to both. <laughs> yes, that's correct. So, they, you know, the fast and firmness, they talk about that a little bit, but I guess. That is the bigger topic of discussion. The weather, to me, Friday just looks nuts. You could try and pick a wave side and, and lean into it if you wanted, but I think in the end, it's not going to be as big of a difference, at least as of right now. We'll keep an eye on it through the afternoon, the Wednesday show this afternoon, tonight, things like that. But for right now, I think the bigger focus is the topic of discussion around bombers only versus, you know, can you play this fast and firm narrative? The fact that more people have to lay up, or even if they are longer coming out of the rough, they're likely to miss just as many greens as they do fairways. So then it becomes just a short game fest. And there is a lot of guys that have really good short games that don't have ownership going with them right now. It's interesting. Like, do you care about the bomber split? Do I care about it? I mean, I think it definitely matters. It looks like it is a longer course. It's important. What I'm leaning towards now, and just like as I was coming into you talking pre-show about, you know, zig versus zag and what do you do in the situation is the interesting quote. And it was actually from John Rahm yesterday. And it kind of said, yeah, everyone's talking about the same thing about the winged foot thing. He kind of threw that. It's not really that, he said, first of all. Second of all, he said the other part was, you're, yeah, you're missing a lot of fairways. So is everyone. But don't forget, you're missing a lot of greens, too. And then when you dig into it further and some of the other quotes and just see people mentioning it, it's like, first of all, the guys that are shorter are going to have to lay up. So it is going to be a little bit of a wedge game or an around the green game for them. Or if they are using their wedges they get them even tighter and have a better chance at those pars and birdies if there are any out there so there's that angle but then also the guys that are longer yeah you fly the green the, the bunkers great for you now you're in the rough now you got to go up there these have runoffs at all different angles we were talking pre-show to the tough bunkers the the longer rough where it will just sit up against it those harder shots are just into that first cut of the thickest stuff things like that where it does become pretty tough and the around the green game is going to become pretty important around the green and i think like 125 and in 100 and in and yeah. we've seen that uh when my researcher got under the notes and looked back at some previous pga championships it's been kind of a theme at the pga championship and you do see it prop itself up at u.s opens as well just if you have the ability to get it up and down from 80 yards I mean, not consistently, but consistently enough that you're not just bleeding strokes to the field. Uh, it's going to be a huge advantage here this week. So the players right now over the past 36 rounds, top in proximity range from 75 to 100 yards coming into this event, JT Poston is number one. Max Homa is number two. Todd, Suh, Bryson, and Lord knows when those stats are from. Mm -hmm. Kirk, Wyndham Clark, Cam Smith, ditto with him and all the live guys. Aaron Wise, Kitiyama, Tyrrell Hatton, Rory, Webb Simpson, Xander, DJ, Grio, Nick Taylor, and Shane Lowry. Poston, Nick Taylor. 
who else did you say? A couple other. Um, Cam Smith, who you mentioned. Some of these guys actually have some pieces to them that I am quite interested in because of that. Like well, Cam Smith. I mean, out, outside of his price, what are you interested in about JT Poston? Uh, the Sedgefield. There, there's some commonalities with Sedgefield and the fact that he literally won that tournament making zero bogeys. Zero bogeys would be a good thing at a tough track like this where bogeys, are, you know, any any bogeys you can avoid are going to be the best case scenario. And the fact that he might just play a strategic game where he does just set up for that layup and then have that shot in. And then, yes, he's making he's missing those putts for birdie, but he's tapping them in for par and being able to move on. Make me a cut. And then the price, like you said, that goes with it as well. So I have interest in that. Same with Nick Taylor. Nick Taylor can, again, you think of him like, oh, AT&T Pebble Beach. He's only going to win if it's like 20 under months. This guy's not going to win for you. He's $6,500. It's not a Canadian bias. He actually has a very strong, on a decent sample size, around the green game. Where, like I said, again, if these guys play to the strategy, and even if the strategy doesn't fully work, there's chances to recover and still make it. You remember, this tournament's going to have guys at what? Plus 10, plus 12, plus, like at the cut line and things like that, where could he be one of them? Sure, but would I take my chances at these prices? That's why they stood out. When you go to the top of the board, you mentioned Homa and Cam Smith. Homa was the other guy I was thinking about there, where for whatever reason, even if they are getting a little bit of late steam, there's no, when I said nobody's really playing anybody, we know who people are playing, but the fact that those guys are coming in maybe... 10 to 15 range, even if they do get the seam up to the 15 number, you can get extremely overweight. No problem with them. They have the all around the game, green game. They still quote unquote bomb it out there enough to get the job done. And then they have strong hands around the greens and things like that. Plus we're waiting for Homer to show up in a major. So I think that one just at least is worth taking a little bit of a risk on, even if you think he hasn't in the past. If you're looking at a player and this is kind of popped out to me as I was looking at the numbers, fantasynational.com slash Mayo, by the way, to get yourself the 20% off. So you can dig in to all of this, use the lineup generator, use the ownership projections and all the tools that are up there right now. Fantasynational.com slash Mayo. Chris Kirk rates out really well for everything you just kind of talked about. Yeah. He hits a lot of fairways. He's great around the green. He's great from 100 and in. He's a pretty good putter, and he is fantastic out of the sand. Yeah, really like that call. That was another one on the list there. It was him, and uh, there was one other guy that you mentioned. Justin Suh, 6,500 Oh, no, Todd. Bucks. Brendan Todd. Todd Father. He's 7,300, though. I think it's still fair. Okay, so whatever. Okay, should he be 68? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> do we do we do this game, though, all the no, time? I, yeah. I, I, no, 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 I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm saying I, that's, I understand, that's though, but if we're, if we're talking about $7,300, you know, you could pay $100 more and get Denny, who I like more. I like Denny too. He didn't show up on the list. I was just going against oh, that just list. just with players who were on the but list. But the angle too, Pat, not to cut off, but the, the 75-76 is where we've got Wyndham Clark and Ricky Fowler, which are popular for good reason. Fowler mainly because of the odds and the factors of all these top two. He's, he's crushing right now at Wells Fargo, which was a designated event. He was $100 more than Cam Young, 100 less than JT, and he was up there in the mix with both of them. He beat Cam Young. He crushed him, especially in DraftKings scoring that week. Of, of that price, and now he's dropped down to 7,600. Cam Young's still up there at 9,200. Probably a better fit for Cam Young, but just saying. And then you go back to uh, the other guy that we mentioned there, like uh, Wyndham Clark. He, he may be the one that just is good chalk, and you just have to figure it out because usually the 7K chalk is bad because the 7Ks are the new 6Ks, and he's getting a bunch of ownership. He Look at his results in designated events, and then he just won one at Wells Fargo. His stats are still showing up for what you're seeing there. He actually does have a pretty good around the green game these last few outings. So... What do you do? It's just an ownership thing with him, though. I don't even think it's an ownership thing. I have two reasons. A, one would be ownership that I don't want to play him. They're objectively guys that I like more than him in the same range. And, you know, I have my theory about guys who break through and get their first win. They don't necessarily play all that great afterwards it's for possible. a little while. It is possible. <laughs> Definitely. And he's also... Hey, here's five million bucks, Windy C. <laughs> he's feeling pretty good. Definitely. Coming of course. Off of, coming off of that. But... That's what I'm saying when you talk about what we just said. Okay, yes, mate. Like the Todd example, is he a little overpriced in our mind? Maybe yes, because 
6,800 could be 73. No different than Steven Yeager got put in late and you thought he was coming in at 74, 7,500. He got put in at 6,700. It's a good price for Steven Yeager. It really is. And so all I'm saying is when people are on that 75, $7,600 range, and then of course the guys at 77 through 8K are popular, you can end balance builds there. And people think, oh, that's pretty good. What if a guy like uh, Brendan Todd is your fourth man in and you still have guys below him. And now you get a bunch of dudes at the top because the cream is going to rise to the top on a course with this. That's this challenging. Yeah. Do you know why Robert McIntyre withdrew from the Italian open? Not a hundred percent sure. No, Let's I didn't, see. I didn't pay attention to it, but he was not popping for me. Like I thought he would be this week. Being that It's a major and it's tough and all those ne- never missed a cut in a major. Right. And, and he's actually some top twenties and stuff going on at some of these tougher courses. And listen, too. he withdrew from the Italian open previous to that. He had three consecutive top seven finishes on the DP world tour. He had a back issue, a back strain, but he says he's fine for this week. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't love him enough to go like take an injured $6,700 guy, but talk about length. We most definitely know that he has that. And he does play these harder courses pretty well. He's very fluent in wind conditions. Yeah. I just thought it was a really nice price. It's an interesting price. I think it's, again, it's... You, you me for Yeah, how much is Peters? Because it's two guys that I would put in... But Peters have been, like, god-awful. I, I don't... Again, you mentioned he's the three results there and whatever, but I just... I don't think it matters as much anymore to people on Bobby Mack. No, no, I'm oh, Peters. Peters has been bad. No, I know that, but I'm saying in comparison of the two, comparison of the two, you're like, yeah, you have those three results to lean on for Bobby Mack, but I don't think it, it would change his price much. Like I think it just is what it's not like it's an incredible price uh, on I Bobby think, Mack. I, see, I think it is a really good price. I think sixty nine hundred dollars for a golfer of what his caliber that we think it can be. He's still very young. Yeah. And he has all this major championship experience that I think he's a good play at sixty nine. I think that's where I would go above. Like, I think there's just so many other guys. Yeah, there. I would rather play Kirk at 7,000. Right. Sure. But uh, it's not like I'm going all in on Kirk. I would I would probably still play Mito over him, a guy that almost won a PGA championship. How's he been since? Actually, really good. Really? So, surprisingly, this is another guy. Well, I think it was like Teef. It wasn't crazy, but at 7,000, a, a top 30 or 40 or whatever it was at the Masters. But in general, you go back and look at the uh, the events he was playing even like the Saudi International is a strong field over there. I think he came T6 is at that. Is that where Answer won? Yeah, and it had like Cam Young up there and some other guys. And so, I mean, him coming T6 at that. And then you go look at on Liv before this most recent result. If you're classifying Liv for other players, you have to look at it for him. It was a bunch of T10s. So he's been, he's been playing well enough. And at 7K, he's a guy that I could see fit here too. It's just complete game. Okay. I mean, complete game. I, I Except know. for that last swing on, on the 72nd hole. Yeah. Just make sure that Tim doesn't say anything positive about you on the 72nd hole and you're good to go. Yeah, that's so hard to watch back and just continue to see it. So, yeah, that, that's an interesting one. But there's there's lots of guys. I just think the interesting fact of staying in that 7 to 7.4, like the Denny down to your Bobby Mack, if you will, like even at 69, you can or Jagger at 67, like you can get in that range and you're not touching all of Rose, Keegan, Ricky, um, Wyndham Clark. The thing is, I, I mean, Rose, Connors. I'm unsure on. I do, like you talked about Wyndham Clark being like good, potentially good chalk you have he, to make he might be i'm you, saying you have to make to that avoid. decision you have to make that thought yeah i think that ricky is the good chalk right there he definitely looks like it because again when you go look at his odds everywhere they're just way better than anybody he's not even it's not even close in this range Wyndham is actually the next closest to him and he's still six six seven points behind in my stuff so that's where i'm just putting it where you could definitely say that but then you got to know it looks to me like what are you seeing for ricky for ownership like 15 percent yeah, so I'm, I'm seeing 15 to 18. So, And then I think in the higher stakes, that's, again, and again, another point. I think they just plug and play and go from there. Kind of like uh, Steven Yeager last week at 8,200. Which just, worked out. He, yeah, it worked he, out. He was just much better than everyone in that range. So, he, yeah. he, he had his nice little run towards the end, and boom, that was good enough. Yeah, don't get to sell me. I've been, I was saying Ricky at 8,800 that week, and people were doubting it. So 
I, I don't mind yeah, Ricky. Put and it now this way, if, if Ricky was $8,800 this week, I would not be playing Ricky. Yeah, that'd be, t- it'd be a tougher click for sure. Yeah, I'd, I'd just play Sungjae. <laughs> yeah, Sungjae looks really good right now at 9K. What is your take on Dave versus DJ? If you don't have to pick one, obviously you can play I like I like Day better, but I, I still have Day better too. That's what I have Day nice. better, but I have him behind Cam Smith, Justin Thomas, and Sung Jay in that range for me. Yeah, I'm with you. That's why I bet those guys and didn't bet on Jason Day. Although Jason Day is what like three to one at this point, no, twenty eight to one at DraftKings Sportsbook, as I am seeing on the graphics right now, as Paul has put up. <laughs> I have some money to give away to people. I told people I was giving away five hundred bucks. I made a typo in the newsletter and put. that I gave up the payout structure that added up to $600. So $600 cash to you (laughs) fine people out there today. So the gold, silver, and bronze winners. Plus, I still have a Fantasy National annual membership to give away too. So if you do, leave the rating and review on the podcast. If you subscribe to the newsletter, if you retweet all the tweets that come out, subscribe to the Mayo Media Network on YouTube. That gets you ballots into the draw, but you need to be a Fantasy National member uh, existing. So you can still sign up for that right now, fantasynational.com slash to get yourself in that draw but here are the winners of the six hundred dollars i'll contact you on twitter a little bit later on shoot me your paypal you'll be good to go at kelly underscore berglund is a three hundred dollar winner so three entries there is no hundred dollar millionaire maker is it no so three entries into three hundred dollar single entries you're good to go at odin ndm is a two hundred dollar winner and at joel lingen is the $100 winner of the cash giveaways for the PGA Championship. want to thank everyone who entered the draws. And don't think that we're not running it back for the U.S. Open either. We're going to have more money to give away, more reviews to do. The more reviews, if you go leave your review right now, you will be in the draw for the next one. So don't forget about that because those reviews really do help out. I got a giveaway. Oh, so let's hear it. It's actually courtesy of our man Epat Golf at Epat Golf on Twitter. You I, I know Epat Golf. You know Epat, great guy, another fellow Canadian. He has a two hundred dollar gift card to Five Iron Golf, golf indoor golf simulation. A lot of the major states, so obviously he probably can't use it. So he said, "Why don't you just give this away?" I said, "Sure, people would love that." It's two hundred dollar gift card to this place. It looks awesome. It's like a indoor Top Golf, basically with simulation and everything they got going on, drinks, food. It looks like that. But just go to my Twitter at Totag and Tambo. Find the tidbits retweet the second tweet it's got the free golf show that we're doing today myself and hoop on the ship it nation youtube channel retweet that even if it's later the show comes out a little bit later that's still before that but even if you hit it up later people could still watch it back just go retweet that and i'll, I'll give away if, if only like 50 people retweet it, you're in a one in 50 draw 200 dollars gift card to five iron golf courtesy of our man at epat golf go follow him on twitter very generous very generous appreciate very generous. him shout so out much E-Pat. yeah shout out epat one and done Got to have at least a five-minute conversation for the people, Pat, or they'll be mad. Oh, I don't give a shit about that. <laughs> Scheffler and Rahm are off the table. Cantlay is off the table for us. So is Finau. So is Justin Thomas. And so is Dustin Johnson, who we used at the Masters. In <laughs> who this. is on the table? Uh, we have Rory, Xander, and Brooks at the top end that we can choose from. Day and Sungjae, Victor, Cam Smith, and Cameron Young. Can we have the Rory conversation? I, I, that's It's funny because he's only available in 31 yeah, this is my. We have to. We just have to. I. This guy's in killer mode. Did you see him yesterday? He won't even speak on things right now. He's just in there. Yep, yep. He like he is not messing around. He went and met with Tiger, found something in his swing, and had a meeting with Tiger. He's like, when you get that opportunity, you do that. And I was like, yeah, no shit. But like, Tiger's like, you should hit it like Tiger Woods. That'll solve all your problems. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but it is, uh, you know, jokes aside, I do think it is pretty interesting in the fact that, like you said, the ownership now. And what's funny is it's just he's not getting the love here. There's something wrong with him. It's this. Everybody that's had something wrong with him. Jason Day had vertigo last week, and then he won. 
Like we've, we, we didn't, we just have this conversation last week that everyone that's had a problem with them. Oh, Spieth has a mental mindset issue. He's not going to be able to play good this week. He loses in a playoff. Yeah. Maybe that's where the, the mentals did not kick in for him, but in the sense of still getting all the way there, Rom. Oh, he's so fatigued. He won the masters. There's no way he can repeat at Mexico. He didn't, but he came second. Like this is the conversation all the time. There's no way Rory can get this job done here. At DraftKings Sportsbook right now, Rory has slipped down the betting board. He was temporarily 18 to 1. He's 16 to 1 at the moment. Those are the same betting odds as Patrick Cantley and Xander Shoffley. I can tell you who I'd be. I'm not betting either one of those three guys, but I would most definitely bet Rory. The, the argument's the same, though. People always say you're betting a guy that hasn't won a major in what now, nine years? Or, or you're betting guys that, like, don't. Yeah, also, also, also don't. But win. we expect them to. So I get what everyone says, but I'm just saying, yeah. It would just be the liability. They throw Rory up at like 20, 28 to 1 or something or 25 to 1. People are just slamming that. But it doesn't seem like people are slamming it at 16. It's really weird. They're enough to hold it there, they are. I guess. And we'll see how that goes as it goes along. Well, like, do you do you like, okay, Rory, Rom, Scheffler. I, I mean, it's Rom, Scheffler, Rory for me in terms of how I would just objectively rank them. Yeah. But we don't have Rom. We don't have Scheffler. And if we're trying to think about the theory of the one and done, like currently we're in 1100th and 42nd place yeah. in the giant one and done. Getting, go. getting a win here gets us way up. Now, he is not, Rory is not available to 70% of the contestants. And he's not popular this week anyway. So you put those two things in, you're going to get like a sub 3% Rory in the one and done, maybe less. Yeah. Unless people are just having exactly the same mindset that we're having right now. But if that was the case, his DraftKings ownership would be 25%, not 10 yeah, and there's definitely people that are going to do it, but like I said, when it's all right, the two factors you just mentioned, I'm going to repeat them, is, is why it makes sense. So sorry we can't give people a, a five-minute conversation, but I'm, I'm locked in on it. I think it's the, the play. I, and listen, I, I don't love Rory this week. This just, when I say I don't love him, I just, I think he comes like seventh. I, I he's going to have that, but he's going to be in it. Yeah. He'll either be completely out of it after round one and work his way back into a top 10, or he'll be firmly in the mix going into Saturday and have a bad Saturday. Is that, Roy, that's the Rory blueprint. Those is, are the two <laughs> blueprints that you get from Rory. Is Rory first round leader the best bet of the week? What is it now? I thought it was more than his number. I thought it was closer to. Is it 30? I thought it was like 28 or something. That first I round leader on Rory is 20, 25. 24. Okay. Yeah. That's what it was then. Nah. I just, I'm just saying if you're going to do Fleetwood it, first round leader, it has to be. But the Rory, best, right? it feels like he either does it or he doesn't, right? Rory absolutely does take leads early in things. And then, yeah, it could disappear and all that. But it just feels like that would be. The way that it goes, I like Sungjae. Sungjae is my, first, my my favorite first round leader bet, forty to one or something. Uh, I didn't make any first round leader bets. Maybe I'll include those in the newsletter. You should check them out. But some I, good I would not take anyone playing in the morning. Yeah, well, I don't. Wonder, I didn't even look when uh, when Rory played. I just wanted to hear what the number was because it would be better. Rory is playing at eight eleven a.m. Yeah, he is Sungjae's afternoon. That's why I was uh, excited about that one, but. In general, just saying, I do think from a one and done standpoint, there's not much of a conversation when we say it like we did. It's just a better spot. I actually have them ranked Scotty, Rom, Rory, but I'm like manually adjusting to move Rom above Scheffler just because I think it's it's just Rom's thing, man. It's what he does. Hard courses doesn't matter. Any you can make any narrative you want about this week. I think it should be John Rom's pitcher beside it, not Scotty Scheffler's. We'll see. I'm playing both of them and much less Rory for the guys up top. And then the decision on like Kepka is a big one because he can just bury me like he does at these things. Yeah, but. it sucks when it sucks when you go full fade on Kepka and he buries you. I, I've had it happen probably like seven times in my life. It sucks. Oh, <laughs> that full two year run, I think. Just never trusting it. He was always coming in at more and more cost. You're like, oh, it won't happen yeah, again. More and more cost and more and more ownership. You're like, can't happen again. Can't happen again. Can't, can't happen it? again. He's five under when the rest of the field's even par. It's like, what is going on? Brooks here, first round leader might be a look if he's out in the afternoon. 
that just seems like a great spot for him. Let's see. He Brooks, either does or doesn't? No, yeah. he, he's he's out before Rory. He's out at 10 a.m. or 8 a.m., sorry. Oh, even worse then. We get to watch him stumble on day one, think we won, and then the next day he yeah, comes back and crushes. 63 in the field shoots 77 or something. Somehow, yeah. Like the last day, remember, it was like him and Varner or whatever. Like, oh, great. Like, it, you know, it had other stuff there, obviously, DJ, but just, you know, it just didn't feel like it was going to be any different way unless DJ did something. Okay. Let's say everyone's available to us in the one and done. Let's just reset everything. What do you think that the move is for the one and done? Rom. Rom. I, Rom or Scheffler, like I, okay. I'm, just, I'm taking a big dog. I, I mean, this is a four-day tournament with so many factors to it, unknowns really. When we talked about it off the top of the driving distance, the accuracy versus the around the green game and things like that, where it's just with all those unknowns, I would want to be. I would. I would take a big dog and just eat it. I don't care. Is Cameron Smith a big dog? And the only one of now three chances you get to use him. Yeah, big dog on DraftKings, maybe at low ownership. It's a play there, but for me, if again resetting the board no he's not on my th- on my card is he a good pick this week based on how we just had our discussion with rory yeah if he's an option for you that's sitting there i wouldn't mind going to him because it is a time to use him this does seem like it will set up pretty well for a guy like him so i mean i have definite interest in him so it's more of a opposite it's the first part if we if you if we didn't have rory in the spot and i think we do have cam smith we do <laughs> Great. i'm gonna use cam smith in one of my other i have four teams so and i'm gonna use patrick reed on one of my other teams too I like I like him quite a bit. No, this week. no one's using Patrick Reed. Though. I I need to come back. Like I'm so far behind everyone. I need to hit a first or second that legitimately no one has. He's also the same price as Roy. I'm going off topic, so I was revert back to DFS. But he's the same price as Ricky, hundred bucks more than Windy, and he's got uh, tough longer course, which he's all always done well at in the past. And now these conditions and everything seem to be setting up well for him based on the fast firm, the around the green game, the hand stuff, everything that you need. So. Uh, I have quite a bit of interest in him as well. My wife just sent me like eight text messages. I'm like, I'm filming from this time to this time. Like, please don't distract me. So I, it might be something important. It's so. not. I just looked at it. Oh, that's that's brutal then. Got to got to write the ship here, Pat. Bryson one and done. No. Bryson on DraftKings. Don't think so. Bryson betting market. Don't think so. Bryson. Well, probably no. no. Bryson to bet to go to Hall of Fame. Oh God. Bryson to turn 100. Age to 100 plus. That's that's his. Latest. He's already beaten that. I'll take the over on latest that one. take. He said he's can finally feel like he lives to 100 plus now. So that's good for him. I wish I could live to be. Do I want to live to be 100 plus? I would. I would say no right now. But, but I feel like technology once I, changes. Once I happen. get up there, I'm like, yeah, I'll probably want to live as long as possible. This is a good conversation for future podcasts with certain guests that you could have. That's that's a good question. Yeah. How long people. do you want to? I'll write that one down. How long do you want to live? We talked pre-show, but that'd be the one. That'd be, that'd be a good question. Oh, yeah, yeah, I'll bring that up to him when I, when I do the show. Yeah. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. 
That's indeed.com slash blue wire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Pro teams have millions to spend, and they don't always spend them wisely. But when it comes to a great shave, you don't have to shell out tons of cash. Harry's saw customers getting ripped off by the shaving industry with overpriced, underperforming products and decided to do something better. They found their own way to make beautifully designed razors for a fraction of the price of the other big brands, so you never wonder if you overpaid. Harry's shaving products look great, and the weighted handle makes shaving feel great too. I like to keep my beard neat, and Harry's always leaves me with a smooth yet crisp shave. Harry's quality is top-notch, thanks to German-engineered blades made in their own factory that stay sharp longer. You can get a five-blade razor, weighted handle, foaming shave gel, and a travel cover for just three bucks at harrys.com slash bluewire. And Harry's has the highest customer satisfaction in the shaving industry, plus a convenient subscription option that you can cancel at any time. Getting the best doesn't mean spending the most when you shave with Harry's. Get started with a $13 trial set for just $3 at harrys.com slash bluewire. That's harrys.com slash bluewire for a $3 trial set. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call. Clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. DraftKings picks for the week. Once again, fantasynational.com slash mayo in the listeners league has fewer than 500 spots remaining. So go get your ass in that right now. It's down in the description and all of the final information will be in the Mayo Media newsletter this evening, completely free to join or you just search Mayo Media Substack, boom, you can sub to it for free on there, get it sent directly to you. The first one I sent out this week had the wrong links in it, had all the master stuff, because I copy and pasted the <laughs> top of the master stuff and forgot to change the links, because I'm an idiot. I should really have someone look this over. Yeah, that's the thing, doing it yourself. We had DraftKings yesterday sent out a free gift, and it had the name of our host on it instead of our personal names. So it was like, hey, Brandon, here's your free gift. <laughs> I was like, oh, thanks. <laughs> I think Wiley posted about it, too. You're like, well, you're his like, was Daniel. It was, hey, Daniel. Are, are you sure DraftKings didn't, like, completely change its political philosophy? It just said, let's go, Brandon. Yeah, it's possible. And you were good to go? Maybe that's what I need, a <laughs> name change here to get things going. Let's build a lineup. All right, let's do that. Do you think, general question, that it's going to be a Rom-Scheffler start for, like, not Rom and Scheffler, like a Rom or Scheffler start, then dip down? Or are people going Xander, Cantlay, Finau to start? I think the Xander one, especially like the balance bill will be very popular this so let, week. Let's build a balance to start then. Okay. Xander, Cantley, Fino. All right. And then that leaves us $6,900 left. I think you got to drop one. I don't okay, know. Okay. Let's drop, let's drop Fino. Who okay. is the $8,000 guy everyone's using? I think you got to go to like the Fowler, Windy. Okay. Let's go Fleetwood, Fowler, Windy. Fleetwood, Fowler, Windy C. $7,300 remaining. Can't even use Paul Casey. Nice. Withdrew. Out. I'm glad he did. And that gives us, who is the chalky guy? Woodland's probably the chalky guy at 71, right? Yeah. Is there anyone else at 75 you liked, though? I guess not. Let's see. No, for me at not. 75? No, I mean, like, for what people would do. I'm trying to figure out what we did wrong here because it feels like maybe well, then we, Finau instead of Cantlay? I don't know. Yeah, yet. so let's go Finau instead of Cantlay. Finau instead of Cantlay. That gives us... 
75, but there is no one at 75. That's why I wonder if it's if it's Fleetwood or if it's someone else. Well, let's see here. In the in terms of ownership projections currently in that upper $7,000, $8,000 area, obviously Tommy is $8,000 coming in with a lot of ownership, it looks like. Then you have Neiman and Scott and Keegan who are all – and Rose who are just kind of in that mix. Uh, and then you have Fowler and Wyndham Clark who kind of jump out above those guys. It seems yeah. like a lot of people are using Hatton. I was going to say that or De- – are people using Varner at 66? Oh, are they? Because if you've got Xander, Finau, Jason Day, then you can get Fowler, Clark, Varner, and that projects really well and looks at like very high ownership because Varner's pushing 7 to 10. I don't think he gets to 10. I'm just saying he's definitely one of the guys down there that people uh, are pushing off that Sunday round on live. I think Steele and Varner are going to be the two that people go to. In that like sub sixty seven guy down here that people are just steel has people have been talking about steel all week he keeps popping up on like all these like weird proximity stats whatever it might be but like those aren't real stats they're from like a year and a half ago <laughs> yeah it could also be if you take out uh, Day and Varner and do your Hatton thing I think it's seven K so then it's probably like a Coocher or one of the seven K guys well Kirk I think is the best seven K guy. So I'm so confused of where we're at now. Xander, then who? Finau. Xander, Finau. And then we had Clark and and Fowler, for sure, as like the two cheap guys. So those four are in. And now we're looking at 2v2. So it was Day with Varner or Hatton with Kirk or Kucher because of just who I think people are playing. Like Kirk shouldn't have ownership, so that one kind of looks good. But I think that's what the 2v2 of where most people are at, it would look like. Kirk Hatton, I think, makes the most sense. Yeah, I agree. So there it is. Xander, Finau. Hatton, Windy C and Fowler with Chris Kirk. Do you think what's the day thoughts? Like, do you think people go there? I think it, I mean, as we're building these out, I think it's becoming pretty difficult to build these lineups, right? I have a day sitting around 12 to 15 right now, probably on the higher side, 13 and a half. I, I think Sung Jay is more owned for sure. That I, I've got that. So, I guess who was the guy? Is there a guy at 6,500? That, or sorry, what was Steele's price? That's what I need. 67, I believe. I think so, too. 66 also. 66. But Moronk is there at 67, who I like more. I like Moronk this week. Um, People like Thor, Bjorn, Olesen as well. I do not. You do not? No. Do you like... Where is it? There's somebody else I like. It, it's funny. Oh, you know who I like? Minwoo? No. Best driver in the world? JT Poston, Moronk. I have a star next to Mackenzie Hughes because it makes no sense that he would be good at this course. But then you're like, oh, yeah, he might chip in four times. Yeah, he's fine. I had Har- uh, hard course where it makes no sense where he'd be good. Mackenzie Hughes. W- what about um, Harmon and Burmeester? No. I think Burmeester. Hard pass. Burmeester's interesting. Why is Burmeester interesting? The stats. It's in the. Oh, man. It might not be in the tidbits. I might not have more, room for more so this, than so I Kenny it. Pigman. Yeah, definitely more. But uh, the main thing was it was it was European stats and stuff that really lined up for what these conditions look like. And again, the fact that his price is sixty nine hundred, I don't think people would go there. And that could be something where you just differentiate yourself big time. Like like I say all the time, Pat. In these, when you have the softer pricing, the stronger fields, all this, you know what I do? I stick to it. I'm going to take my stands on these guys down low because he's one percent owned. Like if I have eight percent of him, that's a stand. You're, you're it's eight x. But I'm saying that on enough lineups, that still matters. On the full one fifty max, it's something like the twenty five dollar milli. If I take eight to ten percent of him, that's a stand. But it allows me then to start mixing matching up top, where we just you have no clue what two v two is going to win out up top. It's just so hard. You're going to take your stands based on your numbers that you will have ownership on certain guys more than others. But I do like to mix and match those unique prices where that's where the two v twos happen versus down low. 
you know, people like to sprinkle there. I just want to have, I'm, I'll take eight to 10% of a guy like him. No problem. Brooks. Yes or no. I, I, I haven't got there yet. I'm in and I'm out on Xander and I'm in on Cantlay. That seems very interesting. And I have no Morikawa and no Spieth and no Homa it's who are so the three like plays, right? Yeah. Like they're the plays that no one wants. If you, and the thing is, I don't think that in order to just, just based on a contrarian lineup to begin with, just start with Morikawa. Then just basically do whatever you want. <laughs> yeah, I've definitely built some of those. The one thing that I've been retracting on a little bit today and slowing down on, just coming in here trying to see some builds, was that Morikawa, if, if that around the green game is not there, it's a problem. Yeah. Now, it's the same for Hovland. So that's where I'm saying you drop down $1,200, but there is, you've seen it. I think uh, Fried Egg Polly, it's in the tidbits. This is one of the better ones. You asked me one week, like, what's your favorite tidbit this week? Mm-hmm. If you go down, I think it's like number eight or nine on my Twitter, it's, it's about Victor Hovland. He, he told the truth. He made the perfect point of, obviously, we know it all comes down to his around the green game, but then he made some points. Like, the first one, I think, was about the Masters. He actually did show some stronger around the green game play. It's actually showed up. I, I think Rick had it in one of his articles as well, and it showed up that it is, has been just a little bit better. It showed at the tournaments, like the easy tournaments, where he didn't need it. He wins. The ones where he doesn't quite have it or lost strokes, he still comes top 10. But then the other factor was, remember at the open, and this is not like an open, I'm just saying like the runoffs and things can happen. You can get lucky and get set up in those spots. Everyone's like, oh, we didn't put two and two together. Victor's around the green game sucks, but at the open, you would only need it from the tighter lies and things like that. He was fine. He showed up the Masters, even if it's not that, he has a little bit of it in the bag. And then he, when it, if it is some of these runoffs and spots like that, he's been okay with it in the past. Plus, pretty good ball striker and all-around game where he could just show up with that instead and get himself up there in the mix so at $9,100 it makes him a more interesting play and yeah I know I like Sungjae better and you have Cam Young there and Cam Smith that's what makes it tough but that's where I'm saying some of these plays versus some of those guys up top Brooks, Sander, Cantlay we know are going to be popular what about Spieth, JT, Smith, Young these guys down here they, they have the same game and they could pop up just as easily at much lower ownership so in terms of how I'm structuring lineups if I'm not using Rom to start, and this like I said I'm in on Brooks and I'm in on Cantley, I can be talked out of that. I was thinking about just jamming Thomas Cameron Smith starts. I like it. And just go. Yeah. Because, I mean, here's a lineup that you can theoretically build from that, and it's not even theoretical because I built it. Okay. And I'm playing it in the Pat Mayo Experience Open. Please don't uh, dupe me. Don't dupe me, bro. I never <laughs> win it. Actually, I did win. I shouldn't say that. I did win the BME Open. Yeah. Here's the lineup. Thomas Smith, Sungjae, Burns, Woodland and Kirk. Sunday. Like everything that you said about Hovland and how maybe the around the green game shows up a little bit. I don't want to take that chance at $9,100. I'd rather take that chance at $7,100 with Woodland. Yeah, I like that your thinking is like that because you're saying I'm just going to take Sungjae for the 100 bucks less who's better, a better play, and I'll get Woodland for cheaper almost like we just did with the Morikawa. It's not true. Morikawa literally has won these things. Yeah, and, and Hovland's majors. a better... I mean, Woodland has won a major, but objectively, Hovland is a much better player than Gary Woodland, but save me $2,000 for right. essentially the same stats. Yeah, I like thinking of it like that. And I like the Burns call. just another sneaky little I, play I, in the I mean, I like there. Burns this week. Burns is the guy we always talk about at these events where people sometimes just overthink, oh yeah, the guy has won a bunch on tour. The guy has a, a top pedigree. He got a big win under his belt. Mind you, it was match play, but just to say like he, he got a little bit of the easy course only guy, monkey off his back, much like Fina. It's almost the same situation. Fina is that like, you know what I mean? You're getting a guy in Burns that went on a run of wins, kind of like how Fina went on a run of wins and people wouldn't give him full credit for all of them. He did get a big one and now who knows? Maybe it shows up. He, him and Helma are the two guys that haven't really shown up 
in the majors. That's an interesting one too. I'm not sure how you look at it, but about how the PGA championship was always the get your first major thing. I've even spoke on this and then reading some more stuff late last night, just seeing it as someone made the point, actually it's not anymore. Well, they've made it a bit more difficult, but Sam Burns best performance in majors have come at the PGA championship. Mm-hmm. He's at two appearances, never finished worse than 30th. And I think that people forget how long Sam Burns is off the tee. Like if you want to go with bombers, he's not Rory, but he's one of the longer players in the field. Yeah, I was trying to think what I told you off the top. When you made that list earlier, mm-hmm. and I said I like those guys, I said I like Cam Smith, Homa, and then I said I like J.T. Poston, and there was one other cheap guy. On Todd that. Father? Before Todd, there was one other guy that was cheap. Justin Sue, 6500 bucks. No. Aaron Wise is $6,900. Lahiri. I think it was in the Hoagie. My, oh, uh, Kirk. It was Kirk. It was Kirk at seven. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if we go Kirk, I'm just going to plug in my version of this. Small Greens, Mad McNeely? No, I don't think so. He loves chipping and putting. I bet you he does. He does a lot of it because he doesn't get it in the hole. So it's, <laughs> it happens more often than most. He gets a lot of practice. Uh, Kirk, Homa, Poston, Smith. And then I kind of did like Todd Father when you said that. That lands me on Rom. Perfect. I'll take it. So it's Rom. Who's the second? So now Cam this is Smith. the lineup I just made up because it was the list you had earlier and Rom goes in it. So it's, it's Rom, Cam Smith, Max Homa, Todd, Kirk, Poston. Okay. Definitely more aggressive. $25 million maker type lineup than your probably single entry or your high stakes stuff. But Rom, okay, Cam you know Smith, what? I, I, Homa. Think, I, I think that's a really interesting thing to differentiate right now. So whether you're playing in the big $5, the mini max, the $25 millionaire maker, the aggression that your lineup is showing with this. That's different than, let's say we talk about the 253 max or four max or whatever it is, or a single entry and why that would be different. Yeah, and it's a good t- good conversation to have because I think there is the mindset out there. There's lots of sharper people that will say, well, if you can play it in that, you should be able to play it anywhere. You're trusting at that. I look at it a little bit differently. I look at it more actually from a bankroll perspective, first off, meaning whatever you can afford to lose, I'm going to take, I usually take more risks on that than on the other. It's not that I need to be safer, but when you're playing 500 people in the mega 4444 milli versus 140,000 people, mm-hmm. You don't need as much to go right. You do need the six of six. You're looking at six of six equity. You're looking at roster construction, ways to try and get different and still be unique within your lineup, but without going crazy. You don't need to pull in all the stuff. If you don't think this is crazy, you're like, I actually like all those guys, then you should be willing to commit to this because you might run away and blow that field out by 50 if that's the case. You're also playing against people in that field that have 18, which I believe is the max, where they are spending the full amount and they probably have your chalky, safe lineup that you're trying to play. So you can't be too safe, but that's where I count the bankroll in against it. But also, we have seen a pattern this year for anyone. I talk a lot about review and application. What are other people doing that are having success? How do you, when you review it, you find out, then how can you apply it? That's what I love to look at. And one of the things I've noticed this year, especially even more than ever, is people going further down the board because other people are using similar stat sites and projection sites and all of this. They know that you're landing on the same pattern or the same pools that other or others are landing on using the same little tricks and unique setups with your rules to get some outside the box plays. They're now going further down the board because they know others aren't. And if they can find that one that pops, like if it's a JT Poston this week or a Dean Burmeester, yeah, he's not the best on paper or, or Todd, you mentioned it. Should he be 7,800? Probably not. Is it still fine? It's not like we're saying Todd's 8,600. It's a complete misprice in the wrong direction. We're saying he should be 6,800 versus 73. Does that matter as much? So that's where I'm saying I'm willing to get a little bit more aggressive in these 140,000 man fields to try and find that one off or that, that setup of a lineup construction like this where I have none of the Wyndham Clark, Ricky Fowler, mid-tier 7K guys, the, the Fleetwoods, the Hattons, the Jason Days. I have none of that. I have Max Homa. I have Rom. I have Cam Smith. 
And then I got to take a chance on Todd, Kirk, and Poston to get me even power through the week or try and find a plus one, plus two that gets them into the top. Who knows what that score will get them? Top 10, top 20. So let's talk about the guys sub $7,500 that we like that we can fill out the back end of these giant GPP rosters yeah, sure. that we've talked about. So I'll give you a list of the guys that I like. So again, don't use these guys because they're probably going to miss the cut. Denny McCarthy is the highest one I have highlighted at $7,400. I, I am taking more of a play that instead of playing like an ownership style play, fade, whatever it might be, I'm going to stick to the guys that I like at the top that I want to have conviction on, and some of them are low-owned anyway, so that works out well in my favor. Down here, I think I'm just going to take the opposite of what everyone else is doing and just not gravitate towards Bombers. Like, no, if you say this is a Bombers layout, why would anyone in their right mind take Danny McCarthy? Well, they're taking Cam Davis right there, they're, Bryson Shaw, or, or something like that. Or, or whoever, whoever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Or, I mean, they'll go $100 more and take Wyndham Clark is right. essentially what they're going to do. That Either too. way, if it breaks down to what we talked about, that... I mean, when I look back at the greens and regulation percentage from 2013, I know it's a different course, 55%. It could be harder this week. Mm -hmm. So let's say 50% is the green and regulation rate. If you can't get it up and down, you have no chance. Right. So give me some guys who can chip and putt. Yeah, Russell Henley, I think, is another one right there that fits that mold. And actually, if you go back and look what his results have Fourth been. Fourth at the Masters. Yeah, but even people before forget, that. People forget that. Even before that, the these courses are like he was setting up well at these designated events. and hit, I think there was a 16th in there at another one. There was... I can't. I don't have them all he, in front of me, but he won, he won at Mayakoba. He was top twenty at the Players, fourth at the Masters, top twenty at the Heritage. There's what it is. So I mean, so I mean, that's those aren't bad results in very strong fields. In most cases, very tough tracks. You know, four full days. Like we talk about, what you got to put in. Will it work out? I don't know. But like I said, it, you can do it both ways, Pat. I'm with you. I'm siding with you on like the McCarthy Henley side. That like I guess that's zagging because everyone's going to the Bombers. But you can do it the other way. Like I always say with the players, not who you play. It's how you play them. In this case, if you want to, it's not how you play them. It's how you play against them. It's like you could say, okay, I won't play Wyndham Clark because of his ownership. I'll play a different bomber, that a guy that bombs it out there in a Bryson or a Dietrich and take my shot that way. I just think their upside is too good long term. And I think people will do that. I'm just more on your side of things, just trying to go after that around the green game and that short game stuff. Yeah, I mean, the one guy that I'm not doing that with is Woodland. And I'm, I probably shouldn't even play Woodland. I bet Woodland that's probably good enough, but I like him at these sorts of tracks. Did I delete him? Probably. No, but, I didn't. I couldn't delete Woodland. No, I, I, he's actually good. He rates out solid. It's just a matter of... How how popular do you think that he gets? I do think that there is some hesitation on 12, 12 to 15. Okay, that's not bad. It's fair. That's what I'm saying. But again, is he a candidate in the higher stakes, smaller field stuff? To be I'm 30, saying, Not yes. even just higher stakes, but smaller field to get up to like 24 because people just land and say, well, if I can round my lineup out with a former major winner, a guy that just ball strikes it like crazy, he's been so solid in that sense. Sure. How's his around the green game though? How's his putting been? How's all that stuff? Like, Terrible. Well, exactly. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> that's the argument against he, he it. He can't do it. <laughs> What about your boy Siwoo? I was just looking at Siwoo. I don't know. I think we do it. You think we do it? I think I'm putting him in the pool because what we know is the truth. He's boom bust. And if he booms, what we just saw, now much weaker field, but don't forget at 7,100, we're talking the same argument we just made with Gary Woodland. This guy is a much cheaper option to put into your lineup. So some of that is built, is already baked in. Like, I, you're, oh, but he's boom bust. Yeah, he's $7,100. That's part of it. I'm okay with that. Uh, what about Kitayama? No. I had given some pretty hard luck to Kitayama, okay. and just he won, and then he lost it. <laughs> like, <laughs> it, 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 happ it happens to a lot of first-time winners. That's the Wyndham Clark thing you mentioned yeah. earlier. Won a, won a designated event, put on his uh, – what, what did Kurt get? The What type of jacket did they get at the API? 
Well, he didn't win the API. Or what was Kurt, it? Kurt won the API. Oh, you said Kurt. I think he said Kurt. Kurt. Yeah, yeah. Kurt, Kurt won the week before. Kurt had his jacket on. I remember him sitting in the locker room. With so him si- since winning the Arnold Palmer, he's only played designated events. Miscut, 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 miscut. Done. And like the stats aren't like, oh, he putted himself out. No, he's just been absolute dog shit. He, people wanted more one and done conversation. There you go. One and done. Yeah. Right, now he's done. So. And I even brought it up on the research show for the Arnold Palmer that week. I feel like a complete goober for not betting him, but like play him on coastal courses. That's where he plays well. Put that in the back of the mind. Yeah. Remember, that's a good one. That's where he used to win over in Europe. Like I'm, get, I'm gonna stay with Mito. I don't care. All I right, like so that I, one. I like your Kirk call. I added, quite a bit. I added Todd, the Todd father, to the mix. Like I'm in first around the green, third from a hundred and in, eighth out of the sand, uh, fifth in putting from five to ten feet, and a guy that will just tilt everybody. Oh yeah, how hit, is Todd hit, hit doing this? Eighteen of course, out of eighteen Todd. fairways. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's gonna be. But great. it's gonna be fairways, greens, wet, fairways, you know, layups, wedges. Oh, lay up on every both yeah. the par fives. Lay it up on the drivable par four. We'll lay up on that one too. And people will make fun of it, but there is absolutely something to be said about it. What was the year Zach Johnson won the Masters? Whatever it was, I think. Remember? Yeah, he didn't. didn't he laid up on every par five, but. Again, sometimes the age factor, the experience, the strategic mindset. Now, can they execute? I mean, I don't know. Todd just came top 10 at the Wells Fargo. But that is, yeah. And and it was all chipping and putting. But that too. But it's, again, it's all about going in with that setup, knowing that, yeah, you're not going to get there. Like if someone scorches it and somehow just has a great week, good for them. It's one of the toughest courses they'll see in a long time. At least how people are saying it's set up and what it looks like and all the factors we have to deal with, with weather potential and all that. But if he just sticks to his strategy, can he make those pars for you? And just grind, 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 and then all oh, there drops another birdie, or he makes the long putt, and it's like I say, just tilts everybody. So I could definitely see that. Overall, though, it's not that reasoning. It's the stats that you said, the recent, like the form he just had. If that carries over, it should play well here. I'm playing Mac Hughes at 68. Definitely never have a problem with that. He's the he's the cheaper version of that. What we just said. Yeah, except he doesn't. At least listen, Todd has no distance, but you know he he's sort of like better Ryan Armour. He's just gonna find the fairway. Mm-hmm. Every single time. He is going to play this course with the least amount of difficulty possible. Hughes will play it with the maximum amount of difficulty. Yeah. He'll hook it behind a tree, then he'll have to like <laughs> hook it out and then ship it in. But he'll do it. Did it's you fine. did you see the tweet he put of the so was the tweet about the most rounds played together? Yeah, but him Hughes and Siwoo. Siwoo. So two like your two guys pretty much, like Canadian guy and Siwoo. But he was it was funny, he was making fun of Siwoo at like lightheartedly. It was a jo- it was a joke. Like shout out to my boy Siwoo. Here's the things I've seen, all these crazy things that Siwoo's done on a course. But to your point, it's he does the same shit. It's like it just Siwoo doesn't have a rebuttal. And I know they're joking, but it was pretty funny to see. Like, probably some good rounds to watch between those guys. Weird one here. If bombing is the narrative that everyone is going with, and you have a guy who is a bomber that is weirdly popular within the DFS space, yet everyone is choosing not to use him this week, what do you do with that guy whose name is Patrick Rogers? I was just going to say it's Patrick Rogers, yeah. So... Uh, I have interest in him. I, I initially had interest in him for sure because of that reason. He's actually not getting any ownership for once this top, week. Top 30 in driving distance, top 10 in sand saves, uh, top 30 in around the green, good from 100 and in. Play him. Done. Him and Moronk right there. And again, what are you doing with, with Jaeger coming in with the lower price? Because uh, do I think he gets heavy ownership? No, but do I think he gets steamed? Even though he came in late, I know the common conception is that you know, based on him coming into the player pool late, no one's going to get there. He came in on Tuesday morning, whatever it was. Like, he's in there. People know, and people commented on him being too cheap, even though they know coming off of 8,200 down to this is something. It's still a, a setup here, Pat, where at 6,700, I think people still get there, especially, or are comfortable with it in some of these spots. I'm comfortable with it in this spot, but what do you make of what his ownership is going to be? 5% maybe? 
I think it starts at that, but I think it only goes up from here. So it's not crazy. I mean, is he breaking 10? Unlikely. But is he going to get, you know, five to eight with the higher end of the eight? And then you're like, it's not about just the ownership. You can get overweight. Like I said, pick your guys. I'm just saying it feels to me like there's legit one percenters, one percenters, sorry, all around him that you could just go to instead. I love Jaeger. I know everyone that knows me knows Jaeger bombs. I've been on this guy forever. I always talk about the same thing with him, the 59 that he had on the web.com tour way back when. And then uh, Furyk dunked on him with a 58 on the same day. And it was like, ah, oh, you had your two seconds of fame, Jaeger. But now Jim Furyk, a legend, goes out and shoots a better score than you. So it's over. But I don't know. I think it's interesting. I like Moronk. I like Rogers. What about Buckley? Nah. Is he just the bomber guy that's not, that's not worth pursuing? Like, like, here's an example again. Buckley versus Varner versus Steele. And it feels like you and I want to go Steele, even though the other two seemingly would make more sense. I would actually probably play Varner of those three. Okay. I think Varner rates out better, but with the ownership, I don't know if Buckley gets any, and he kind of rates out similar to me. I mean, Fantasy National loves Buckley. What, what's his stats run off? Give me an all. Uh, well, I'm just looking at his ownership percentage at the moment. Hayden Buck loves to fuck. Uh our calculated ownership is 6%. It's probably not going to be that high, but just a lot of fantasy national users are using Hayden Buckley. Mm-hmm. So when you take a look at his overall stats, in my custom stat model, he ranks 42nd in this field, which is very high for someone who's $6,600. Third off the tee, 40th in distance, 14th in fairways. So it's just all driving. With but what him. about his short game stuff? Uh, let's see. 138th around the green, 76th from 100 and in, 131st out of the sand and 142nd in five to 10 foot putting the, the green misses. And when John Rom now he's, t- now he, this, he's, like, he's 10th in greens and regulation gained. Sure. But does that play here? No, I don't think so. That's the issue, but it does seem like he's going to be long. And like if, if long and straight is what you're looking for and Peter North, isn't your man, then maybe it is Hayden. Long and straight Peter North. I love that one. All right. So I, I don't know. I, I like, uh, I like Varner and steel probably more, I guess is what I would say there. Me too. <clears throat> Greens and regulation gain top 10 past 36 rounds. Cause Hayden Buckley is 10th of that bunch. What about Hubba Hubbard? Played pretty good last time out. Hole in one too, by the way, last Hubbard? time. I, I didn't realize he was from the same place as Patrick Reed. You know what else? People think he's Canadian sometimes for whatever reason. Just a nice guy. Goes out there from with his beers. Yeah, he's definitely American. I just it's, it's funny they they lump him in with some of the other Canadians because he's just a nice dude out there drinking his beers on the sidelines, watching his buddies. Greens and regulations gained. Past thirty six rounds, top five: Scheffler, Rom, Morikawa, Woodland, and Connors. There's a Canadian. There's a Canadian. I, I think he's just being overlooked this week, and we've seen him play good at like hard courses. Yeah, for uh, what? Because uh, you can also spin this the other way too, right? That if the rough is so prohibitive that it's just very either tough to hit out of or chip out of, mm-hmm. maybe it's an advantage for the guys who suck around the greens because everyone's going to suck. I don't know. Yeah, it's definitely possible. I, that's why I said, like, you got to look at it from your angle and just take the play you want based on that. But that's why I don't mind in something. like Again, so this week, uh, you know, for, for everyone to say, oh, the 25 is too much or all that, there's a $5 that's what I'm playing. I'm playing in the five. It's got 100K up top. It's the same field size pretty much as the $25 Millimaker. And if you look at it from this perspective, you don't, I mean, if you only can throw 20 in it, so be it. But I'm just saying, I think on the 20, you should commit. If it's to a narrative, even better. Like the, you, Maybe you're right. Maybe I'm right. Maybe you're wrong. Whatever. But you go on the bombers, do it. You want to go in on the short game, guys? Go in on those. Some are both. That's the thing about guys that, you know, you get, get the Homas and the, and the Smiths and those guys of the world. They've got it all. And they're not having much ownership come with them. But uh, I asked about Hubbard because he's 6,600. He's another guy right there. And then Nick Taylor was another one I was going to ask you about down low. Just not for me. 
Putnam? Denny no. McCarthy Light? No. Just rather play Denny. And I'm I'm definitely playing Post. And what about Smalley? You mentioned him in the newsletter. Love for the hometown kid or what? No, probably too much pressure. You know, his high school girlfriend's going to come up. Oh, Azing. Flash her tits at him and be pressure. like, oh! Pressure. Take, take him right out of it. Yeah, we'll he also, I like, cannot chip or putt. Yeah. <laughs> I, I like your call. I'm, go, I'm going Poston. I don't know if I'm going to – I don't think that I'm going to play enough lineups that I feel comfortable going down to $6,300. And I don't think that I need to. And my guy, Thirsty Lawrence, is down there. So. And I love the separation factor of that is that when you do go to – that's, again, why I said, like, taking the risk on more. It's like, is Poston that much – again, you, people will say yes to certain ones, but – I'm not going to put a name to it, but just to say, is there guys that are at 6,800 that post in 63 could be the same as? Yes. Oh, yeah. I think so. So it's like that's where you just end up so much different. It's a $7,500 guy going to an 8K guy. It's an 8,500 going to another 9K guy. That's the type of swaps you're talking about. And then I don't know if that means that's what it, where it gets tough. Hatton versus Sung Jm. I personally will take Sung Jay all day. But so I, Hatton's I, been I, playing good, so it's tough to say. I wanted to have a conversation about these 8K guys. Because, I mean, it, it sounds like we're very non-committal up top. I like Rom the best of the top guys. I like Thomas. I like Smith and Sung Jay. Those are my 9K guys. And that's who I'm rolling with this week. But in the 8s, this bottom 8 spot, because Hatton's getting a bunch of ownership. Fleetwood's getting a bunch of ownership. What if you just didn't play either of them and played everyone in between and just mix those guys in? Fitz, Lowry, Burns, Gala, Tom Kim. I think Fitz is still getting some sneaky ownership late. How much do you think it's going to be? Close to Hatton. Really? I think it's yeah. I think that's what's going to happen there. Yeah, actually, again, I'm, I'm kind of the, the, the thing well. with Fitz is pretty obvious. You know, oh, it's going to be tough. That's what he does. He can backdoor okay, it. It's he's got, he's added length. Lowry, I like him. I'm just Lowry, saying. Burns, Gala. Then yeah, Lowry for sure. Burns, I'm with you on. I, I think, again, when you're just talking about a guy that wins. Like, here's the thing about Burns versus Thigal. I love Thigal, the kid, swagger boy. Like, this guy's the man. I, I love watching him play. It's just, I, I feel like that's a lot more boom bust than Burns. Even if you, you know, I know people look at recent results. Like, well, not really, but Thigal is kind of like the, the new Max Homa in the sense where it's a top five or it's an absolutely nothing. When Homa started, before Homa started winning. Thigal is young. He's going to get there. The guy almost won waste management he's been in the mix in other tournaments as well i like him as a player a lot i think i would lean burns there quite easily over him even if burns came in slightly higher owned will you use tom kim i i'm definitely playing more i'm i was not going to i had the 100 to 1 bets on him the futures and stuff i like you said the way it's leaning out and the way his ownership looks i'm definitely interested in tom kim i actually have him over tommy fleetwood do you like neiman or connors more than tom kim i do not okay but I do like both those guys, and that's again gets you out of that seventy-seven to seventy-five hundred dollars range. Okay, so the one that we didn't talk about from the eights, I'm just trying to like finalize my player list here. You mentioned Max Homa. I know people are going in on Dustin. We think that people are going in on Day. Hatton obviously and Fitz are going to be drawing this ownership that we talk about. I just like Hideki the best. I, I like Homa. Hideki's very good too. Uh, Hideki's fine. I guess this is where your decision is, like both ways. But like for me, Day. Carry on. I'm fine with it. Homa, Hideki, Fitzpatrick. I'm keeping an eye on the ownership there. Lowry, Burns. That's kind of where it's at. And then Tom Kim snuck in late, but that's, again, I play way more guys in the unique prices. The ones I guess I'm less on are like the DJs, Hattons, the Galas, Fleetwood. and Fleetwoods. That, that's where I have, you know, a little bit more sense of w- watching what I'm doing or th- making a thought, ma- making a decision around those guys. The other ones I feel more comfortable with fitting them in, no problem. And of that upper 7K range, I mentioned I like Fowler. I'm going to stick to that. I like Keegan. I'm going to stick to that. Other than those two, it's Reed and Taylor Moore for me. Reed is very interesting this week. I've commented on it at the start of the week. Again, like Kenny used to say this all the time on Fantasy Golf Agenda, where he would say, 
you always want Reed on these longer, harder courses. That's just what he does. He always shows up at them, the BMW Championships of the world, Tory all these Pines. different ones. Yeah, all these. And it's like, again, it's not everyone wants to live, guys. And it, yeah, he showed up at the Masters too a little bit, but that was a course history thing. This is a spot where it should set up well for him, and he does have a complete game. So we'll see what Reed we get. But again, he's another guy that's just same price as Ricky, hotter bucks more than Wyndham Clark. At least if you land there, I wouldn't feel too bad about it. Like, I feel like he's fine. I like him a lot. Or that, yeah. <laughs> like, I just like him this week. I think that he's going to be, out of all the live guys, obviously I bet Cam Smith to win. So I think that Cam Smith is going to be the best of all these guys. But Patrick Kane, Patrick Reed's game is just kind of like Cam Smith light. And also, this is the better conversation just to tie in back what we talked about earlier with the strategy piece and going to these tournaments, like your single entries and stuff. This is where, Pat, you have to decide. But that any lineup you land on Ricky or Wyndham Clark, find 100 bucks. like, you just have to make that decision. And that is can, can be a huge edge. Like, if Wyndham Clark's coming in at 20% in the $200 single entry with a 100K up top this week, let's just say he does, 17 to 20% range, and Reed's coming in at 5 to 8. In, in, a, in a $200 single entry, Reed's coming at 3%. And maybe. <laughs> I'm just put, trying to give, you know be a little bit optimistic like, to, to how it could go here. But like, 5 to 8 even, that you, you can at least feel good about knowing you feel like you have a guy that you're comfortable with a great ownership delta for some leverage if that's the case. And if Wendy goes down and Reed goes up, that's that's huge on the field right there. N- no shit, obviously. But I'm just saying that's why these decisions become tough for people at the end. You got to look at your whole roster construction, but that's one where I think, like I said, that's not even that risky. That's You're just taking a guy that's lower owned that you think could do better. So we talked about the balance build start, how you can construct those together. We did the same thing with Rom and how you can squeeze in someone with him, whether it's Max Homa or even you dropped like a Justin Thomas at 94, Sung Jay at 9,000. Then you can fill in with a lot of the guys that we were talking about. I do think that the, what do you think Rom's ownership is in the giant $25? 20%? 18, 17 to 20. I think it shows 22 in places right now and it could come it, in lower. It's, it's not going to And I also high. think Scotty comes in higher. I think Scotty, and I think Brooks comes in higher. Man. The higher Brooks goes, the more it's going to tilt me because it's just so bad. I, I already don't like him. That would make me like him less. Obviously, when more ownership gets attached, I have all these guys around him that are literally the guys that can win the tournament, all have same or similar win equity. A lot of his stuff is tied to the result at the Masters, him being healthy now, and then obviously his past history in majors. It's Brooks Koepka. I don't, I'm not doubting you for going to him. It's any of these guys. But I'm saying if he gets to like 20% himself, that's where it gets pretty tricky, man. There's lots of guys up here. If you're playing three max, single entry... I mean, we're not going to talk about cash game. You can tune into the degenerates for that because Kenny, I'm sure, gave away his cash game cornerstones. He did. But if you were to pair, who's the second man in with Rom? In a three max. You want to use John Rom, that's what you're committed to. Who's the second man in? What do people do or what do I think? What do you think? I think I drop down and go to the AK range. What Does Sung Jay qualify at 9,000? He does, but I think people go Xander or some something. Xander, Finau would be popular, and then maybe... Sung Jay? What, Rom, Xander, Finau? No, no, no. Rom, oh, oh, as the second one man. One of, in. you said, who, who do I, like I said first what I would do, and I'm saying because that's why I would do it, because I think there's a huge FOMO of that 9K range. Like, people are like, oh, I can't skip the 9K range. It's got all the winners in it. Well, if you've got Rom or you've got Scotty, you're kind of saying that's your winner, and then you're going down from there. So I've got no problem. When we just talked about guys that could be realistic winners, like, let's build one of these, Pat. You, you, Rom you, or Scheffler? I like Rom. Okay, so let's go Rom. Go Rom Day. Sure. I was going to say um, Homa, but let's go Day. I I, I don't like Homa this week. I'm just talking about guys that win tournaments. I was going to say like... Jason Day just won! No, no, no. That's why I'm not against it, but why I was starting with Homa. What I was going to say is something like Rom, Homa, Burns. 
This is like, think about the number yeah. of wins so these guys have on their plate oh, over abso- just the last year and a half. Absolutely. For me, like, I think that day is a nice compromise between everything sure. that we're talking about. If it's me and I'm doing it, I'm going Rom, Justin Thomas, or Rom, Cam Smith. Yes. That that would be my start, but we're building and that's a, a more way sensible get, lineup. That's a way to get different. You're pivoting with Rom. from what other guys are doing with their start with Rom of probably going to Xander or Finau, but you're not really getting a different roster construction. There's where people say, I was on the right guys, but I didn't have the right construction. That's why, because you didn't really do, you, you, you did something, you pivoted, which is good. And if that comes through for you, that's awesome and it's going to work out. But you didn't really get off the build type that everyone else is on with Rom. So you're very similar to the Rom build still. So Rom, Day, Kirk, Demi. Ramday Kirk Day? Denny. Oh, Denny. Denny. I think it's Ramday Kirk Day. I was like, double day. Double day. Yeah, you day twice. He's going to be that good. That leaves you with 76.50 for two guys. So you can hit that Wyndham Clark, Ricky Fowler range if you want to. Or you can go up down a little bit. You could go Burns Woodland, I think. I think it's Burns Woodland. Yeah, it is. That's what I'm saying. Like, uh, this is. Is it going to be sneaky? No. No, but it's still not. But but there's a three max lineup. But also, that's why, like, again, you didn't, you don't have to be that crazy. And usually those are a little bit smaller fields, but you have no 10K, which is like the Morikawa Kepka. But really, what you skipped is the big thing is the 9K range completely. There, yeah, there's not a you one have no 9K Xander, player. no Cantley, no JT, no Finau, no, none of these guys can be in your, no M even. None of those guys are in your lineup. You've got guys that win tournaments Rom, Day, Burns, Kirk, prolific winner, Chris Kirk. <laughs> yes. But I'm saying then you got to feel good about those guys at the bottom. But you know the swap that people are making. Like, we can save this one. Yeah, yeah. Now take out Rom, Day, and Burns, and let's put the 9K guys in. No, or, or just take out Burns, just for this purposes, take out Burns and Woodland, and you could easily, with that amount of money left, Wyndham Clark and Ricky Fowler fit in perfectly. Yeah, and you have $200 left over. It's the same. Like, I wouldn't play that. That's what I'm saying. No, no, but if I'm it saying, works, like, it but, works, that's, but I think that's the very logical thing to do, that if the 2v2 is Clark and Fowler, I do like Woodland Burns better. What we know, Pat, from what you just said, is the the, the real thing is what we know is the chalk Rom build or Scotty build because you know it's like a Wyndham with a Ricky Fowler with probably a Woodland. Well, here it is. That, that it, you just built it. You had it. Uh, we you can went do, to it. We can do this. I mean, let's just pretend like Kirk is popular. I mean, we can turn Kirk into Woodland because Woodland is going to be relatively popular. So let's try this. Uh, this would be the chalky version of that build. Rom, Sungjae, Woodland, Denny, Wyndham Clark, Fowler. Now, D- Denny's not, obviously, at 74, but whoever it is at 74 in that little range that has more popularity. But Yeah, it's whoever you want to pick. But, yeah, that, that's what I'm saying. You were getting, We were close to that. That's what I was trying to prove. We were on day, that's why. So it was the 100 bucks more to get to Sungjae. You had the 100 bucks left. I'm just saying that is the chalkier version of it. And then, like I said, the real one that I don't – I just don't think it's that – like, I don't think it's that cute. It's almost too cute in the sense of where I don't think it's that sneaky is what I should say is if you take out Rom, you leave Ricky Fowler, Clark and Woodland. That's where you can load, load up on whoever the eight K guy, eight K guy you choose is with like Xander Finau. And then you land on 8,400. There's where your Fitzpatrick lands in the middle. Or, or you do Xander Finau, Fleetwood, Clark, Fowler, Cam Davis. Yeah. Whatever your, your thought process is. Exactly. Yeah. That's that's the difference maker. So that's what I'm saying. The what I was trying to get to originally is like if you can go three guys in this 8K range, I think is interesting. Like if you go Homa, Burns, and Day, for example, and now you go down to the same as everybody else. Again, not to say you have to be the same as them, but just go to the the Woodland play, and then pick like Wyndham Clark. Just see it. It lands you on Tony Finau or Jordan Spieth. But I'm saying just go with Finau because that's popular. But now you have Finau. Three 8K guys. Talk about the wins here. Finau, Homa, Burns, Jason Day, Wyndham Clark, 
Just won the Wells Fargo and Woodland is your last guy. You're 7,200 if you want to use a $7,200 guy. There, there is wins in there. It's just, do they come out at this event? Did I mention I like Harris English? Did I say that? Because I do. Right? 7,200 bucks. There you go. And it rates out the exact same projection that your previous lineup did at lower ownership. And it's a unique build because you're starting with Finau, skipping all the main guys up top, skipping all the top, top guys. And I get you have three 8K guys that most aren't even going to be on, let alone using three 8K guys. That's where, again, everybody's going balanced. Sure, but are they going balanced like this? It doesn't look like it. They all have 8 to 15% ownership, and some of them maybe have less, like uh, Harris English. Who knows what he'll come in at? Uh, Sam Burns in these $200 single entry type stuff. Who knows what he'll come in at? It could be much less. And so that's the point where you still went balanced, but you went against the common balance build instead of trying to go ROM, Post, and Moronk which I would say for something a little bit, uh, a little bit riskier, higher, you know, larger little, field. A little aggressive for a yeah, three max. Kind of aggressive hey, for the field size. Yes. Maybe it ends up working. All right. I think that'll do it. Do you have any final thoughts about the PGA championship? I'm, ex- I'm really excited for this one. I, I like I says every major, everyone gets excited for all of them. It's hard to pick. It's definitely on still kind of on the last for me, but uh, someone posted the tweet the other day, Pat, and it is true. These, these PGA championships have been really, really sneaky good. And yeah, we may get some weather on Saturday that can screw some things up, but overall should be a very good event. I'm excited. The course looks great. Great field is always going to be awesome. All right. At Toteg and Tambo on Twitter, you retweet his show at shipitnation.com. On his Twitter account, you're in a draw for the $200 gift certificate from where? Five Iron Golf. Five Indoor Iron simulation, Golf. Yeah. Don't like hitting my Five Iron. Not, not a great club. <laughs> That's where you me. work on it, Pat. Not, not a great club for me. Uh, the Fantasy National giveaway is still on the go. And plus, leave those ratings for me. Maybe I'll find some extra money to give away. But congratulations to the winners of the giveaways right now. And thanks for tuning in all week. We'll be back with the Cut Sweat Live on Friday. Tambo and Hoop, we got you covered, like I mentioned, on Thursday and Friday evening for the Showdown Contest. So a ton of content. And listen, you can watch this, then go back and watch the other stuff. The show we did yesterday with Cam was fucking hilarious. So go check that one out. That was a fun part, fun show to be a part of. I'm sure it was pretty hilarious to listen to as well. So please go do all those things. Leave the rating and review. And thank you for all your support this week for myself, Mayo Media Network, and everyone as a part of the community over here as well. Thanks for watching. I'll see you next time. Experience. Experience.